Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you're listening to Two Broke Watch Knobs. You have made it to episode 86. Very special episode 86. Michael, Michael, what is up? I miss you. I miss you more than you could possibly understand. What is up? I miss you. I miss you too. You're, <laughs> you have a lot of pep in your step this, I, this morning. I'm drinking lemonade. I can't, <laughs> you can't drink lemonade and be depressed. It's not possible. It's like, it's like cuddling a puppy and being upset about the NASDAQ. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make any sense. You cuddle a puppy and you're happy. You drink lemonade and you're not like depressed. You know what I mean? I'm disa- I'm disappointed with most lemonade that I drink. Really? Why? Because you- I, I I feel like we're used to the really sugary lemonade from from the grocery store. So what if you if you buy lemonade from I don't know, a little girl who has like a stand set up mm-hmm. and it's actual nice lemonade, it's just like uh yeah. I see the, I see your point. So so hashtag two broke lemonade snobs. I see your point. My issue is I've become so accustomed to your to what you said, like to like 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 grocery store lemonade that I just want sugar with like a spit of lemon. Also, <laughs> I'm I'm weird about buying like those like like lemonade stand lemonade drinks because like I don't know if that little girl's like like picking her nose and like squeezing lemons or like rubbing dog shit in your face and like all right curse god damn it god dang it and then like touching let me you know what i'm saying so like that's why i'm like i don't know maybe, maybe one day i'll try if i can if i if if that person can get like an a rating from like the new york state board of health on their like window or whatever <laughs> if she could display the a on her lemonade stand i'd give it a shot i'd be open to it you know 17 dollar cup of lemonade so should we should we tell people what's happening with this episode? Then? Yeah, dude, it's two book lemonade some... snobs. I've decided. Hold on, I have to move a cat. All right, come here, machine gun cat. Ah. Hey guys, super super cool episode. There are two really, I think, really cool things about uh, today's show. Episode eighty six. The the main topic of today will be something I think that most people, I think, are sort of kind of like conscious of or they're curious about, but it's really hard to find like just a direct sort of. Uh, delving into the topic it's the idea of seiko the unsung heroes of seiko divers so if you sell tell someone to buy a seiko diver they're gonna think you're getting like an skx or something super super popular like you guys know like the core seiko divers so michael and i thought it'd be really really interesting to just pick seiko divers that are equally as awesome and really holding the line in this war of like dive watches for seiko but that just maybe don't get enough discussion or exposure you know what i mean is that is that that like a fair breakdown of what we'll be talking about yeah i would say so and the other caveat and i've already technically uh uh, uh, broken this but we're gonna start fresh right here um i I like doing little challenges for myself you know just based off like my you know personalities and and michael and i were talking about this and so like the the, you know just an example like a little challenge you're like i'll be driving like oh i bet you can't run that red light under 30 and like that's like you know (laughs) Because generally, when you run a red light, you wanna you wanna pedal to metal. You wanna like you know what I mean. You wanna go fast. So I'm like, oh, let me let me let, let me let me run a red light at 25 miles an hour. See what happens. So, um, <laughs> Michael thought it, Michael and I thought it'd be really a lot of fun to do this week's show without cursing. So this is going to be the the curse, <laughs> the curse 
curse-free episode of uh, Two Broke Watch Knobs, episode 86, The Unsung Heroes of Seiko Divers. Okay, should we should I should I, should I make a mark and we we decide no cursing from there? Are we are we gonna be okay? I th- I think we did it. I, I think we're fine from here. Okay, we're fine. Fo- okay, so, so <clears throat> yeah, no no cursing starting start starting starting now. <laughs> I feel I feel like I'm in the car with my dad and the rest of my family. He's like, no talking, starting <laughs> no, now. It's no a contest. Talking. The next <laughs> the next one of you um uh that's already starting. <laughs> uh, you know, blunderheads that speaks getting thrown out. You know what I mean. I'm gonna bring back as many old timey curses as I can on this show. <laughs> are 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 old timey curses? Uh, I think acceptable? I think that's accept- I think that's acceptable. Knuckleheads, Knuckle- use knuckleheads. <laughs> use use guys. As, listen, as Balderdash. All right, Michael. <laughs> I call shenanigans. Ah, I'm so vexed right now. Sorry. All right. Um, tradition. Let's honor tradition. Let's do the risk check. I'm going to do my best to not curse. See, now the problem is psychologically, my brain's like, okay, yeah, I can totally articulate myself without cursing. Now all I want to do is curse. You know what I mean? You'll, you'll forget about it soon. Oh, I hope so. But okay, um, let us honor tradition. I'm really excited to hear what you're wearing because I don't think we talked about it in the pre-talk, but let's let's do a risk check. Let's do risk check for the unsung heroes of Seiko Divers. Um, I've been talking a lot what do you wear this week right now i'm wearing my high school gym shorts <laughs> are you not wearing a watch <laughs> i am oh I am. good it's, it's it's funny because we just said oh what are you wearing that's that's what i'm well usually corny, if, corny radio jokes if sorry. i if, if i were to say baby what you wearing then you tell me the clothing you know what i mean but within the context of the show i think you know but you know baby, uh, you know baby what you wearing I'm I'm just constantly impressed that my high school gym shorts still work for me. I still have my high school like gym shirt, like the shirt you I wore for PE. The problem is I was very fat in high school, so now <laughs> it just looks like my dad's like 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 gym shirt from like the '70s because it's just so like bony and like well I just look I look way thinner in it than I than I should, but I don't look like green smoothie thin. I look like impoverished homeless thin. You know what I mean? Because there is there is a difference in my opinion. So, but yeah, no, my 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 that shirt held up strong. You know what I mean? I don't know if I still have my PE shorts, but, but yeah, sorry, I, I uh, two 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 broke gym shirt snobs. What do you what watch what <laughs> what, what watch are you wearing today? I'm, I'm super interested to hear actually. Uh, so today I'm wearing the CWC Royal Navy Diver. It's just because nice. I wore it. I wore it yesterday. Fell asleep, woke up really or- really early, and started recording. So, um, it's just what I've been wearing for the past couple of days. Uh, I wanted, um, I, w- I wanted a watch that would be really nice on a NATO strap. That's something I've been craving lately because, uh, while I do, re- I I'm very much a bracelet guy. It, it does get annoying when it gets so hot over here and, mm, and your arm yeah. starts to swell. I, even I, I actually just took my wedding ring off uh, this morning mm-hmm. <laughs> and I look and there was there was like the uh, the impression left on my finger because everything's getting so hot and I'm, I'm just swelling like a like a corpse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I hear you. It's the same same story here. It's interesting, actually. I've. Since I've been working on Rivko a lot and everything like that, I'm really starting to take a much more methodical look at just like case design and to naturally orient a case for the wearing of a NATO. Your CWC wears the NATO pretty well, right? You said. 
Yeah, I, it actually you you have no choice unless you use a like a two part leather strap or something like that because these are uh, fixed spring bars. So you have to use Ooh. something that passes through. Interesting. Um, so you have the, no choice. Do the do the lugs come down further? Like 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 is the lowest point of the watch a lug tip or is the lowest point of the watch the case back? A lug tip, I would say. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a nice curve to the lugs. Um, like I said, according to CWC, and I, some people, <clears throat> some people have been telling me that they're actually wrong, but CWC says that this case size is about 44, and then people that see it in person just can't believe that. So I actually should just buy a pair of calipers and. and I'm gonna see mail you on. mine. I mean, at this point, I should probably, <laughs> I should probably hold on. What's, what's up, cat? Are you okay? still very mad at you for people who don't know why we're recording early in the morning on a saturday on on happy happy sickle Saturday. my cat thought it would be a really good idea to to chew my microphone cord last night so yeah supposed to record okay. we're supposed to record yesterday but it didn't work out so i had to run to best buy i had to run to best buy like it was 1999 and i had to buy like a physical product from a person very very <laughs> very disconcerting for me to actually like <laughs> face an individual and make a purchase I, st I still picture you choosing the grail with with the knight <laughs> at Best Buy. <laughs> you you have chosen poorly. <laughs> what you, what Best you... Buy, man. Do they still have a music gear section? I feel like they've phased those out. I don't think so, man. All they had there, it was a big area for like computers, huge area for phones, especially in my area, because in my area we get a lot of international tourists, and so when they're here they have to figure out like cell phone options and cell phone plans, and so... They cater to that crowd pretty heavily, and um, they still have like a corner of, of like Geek Squad folks. Mm. You know, you want to talk about Holy Grail Knights from 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 Indiana Jones? The Geek Squad. The Geek Squad, <laughs> dude. Don't understand them. Um, but that's uh, yeah. Sorry, we super got digressed. But no, that's that's actually pretty interesting. I I, I did not know the CWC had had, had fixed uh, fixed spring bars. That's super. Yeah. Cool. A lot of um, if you're if you're part of that lineage of uh, British military dive watches, that's that's part, it's just part of the specification that you have to uh, build your watch after. Um, oh, if you want it okay. to be awarded that that contract with uh, the the Royal Navy divers, for I example. don't I don't think it was for mil spec reasons, but doesn't the Autodromo Group B have fixed spring bars? The you know it's interesting about that watch. The lugs are actually just part of the case. Yeah, you don't have a choice. You have to yeah. use a, a a strap that passes through the whole watch. Exactly. But that's an interesting design. Um, I don't know if I would call that fixed spring bars. The the it's just that little slit where you pass the watch through is just part of the case. Oh, okay. So, because I always thought fixed spring bar meant that that the integration for the strap to go through the watch was built was a part of the case's sort of superstructure, but what you're saying a fixed spring bar is, it's still a spring bar, but you can't take it out, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. So CWC has new new measurements up on this watch. This is convenient. So the 45 millimeter that they were saying before, it's 45 millimeters including the crown and 41 millimeters not including the crown. So I guess that's why it feels like an older... The big gosh darn say, crown. 
Yeah, <laughs> I guess it is. I All guess right. it is. Uh, 47 millimeters lug to lug, and the lugs are uh, 20 millimeters wide. So yeah, that's great, great dimensions. That's so cool. Yeah, I have it now on a. Uh, I'm actually wearing one of those dark gray and black Bond uh, NATO straps. It looks really nice on this uh, this watch. And they just uh, they came out with a new batch of the reissues. If you're looking to spend some some serious dough, uh, some, some, some some serious cassava cassava change. How much uh, how much of those reissues? Uh, one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine uh, pounds. Pounds. I mean. Ugh. It's not, it's not super unreasonable, but at that price range, I could see that being a purchase that someone makes if they really wanted to like solidify the CWC love. But like, I can't really see that being a casual watch purchase at. Dude, that's that's twenty six hundred dollars. Oh, I thought it was like twenty one hundred and USD. It's like, nah, dude, nah, dog. That's that's. Well, the the reason they came out with a new one is because I guess uh, people were complaining about the shade of the vintage. Luminova that they were using so now you can select between the dark um, I guess the darker shade of the vintage loom and okay. you can select um, Actually, you have three different loom options. There's dark vintage light vintage and C3 loom Which is basically just uh, white. So that's that's actually a nice way to cater to the customers. I still think this is um a pricey meatball. I just, I just want loom, loom colored loom. It's like that. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't, know if, I don't know if we've ever talked about stand-up comedy, but it's like, um, Dennis Leary had this whole skit where he was. This is around the time when like flavored coffee was really starting to become popular, and like, he had this bit, this really, really fun uh, uh, set. Of course, I'm quoting Dennis Leary, an episode where I can't curse. But um, <laughs> he he was like having like a mental breakdown in this gas station because he just wanted coffee flavored coffee because he just goes like okay get a coffee and then the kid by the counter is like oh you want like maple gelato he's like dude I just want coffee flavored coffee I just want loom colored loom like that's my that's my sort of take on it so so the internet complained about the first iteration of loom colors and then CWC capitulated and now they have options yeah yeah I, I have follow up question Michael will the internet ever be happy no. Internet, we should get you some lemonade and like some puppies. <laughs> Can't be sad with lemonade and puppies. I refuse. I refuse to believe it, man. It's like um, it was a television show or a movie. It might have been oh, might have been Big Daddy or another Adam Sandler movie where um, uh, if you're ever sad, just say the word puppies because you can't you can't help but smile when you say the word puppy. You know what I mean? Unless you're unless you hate dogs. Yeah, unless you enjoy deep-fried puppies in oh, some parts of the world. The second I started talking about dogs, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Michael is referencing uh, the practice of, I guess, Korean... Was, was it Korean food dogs, it's called? Yeah, I mean, in other parts of the world. So I don't know if it's only specifically there, but yeah. It's... Oh, okay. Well, that's because I remember um, Eric Strickland and I, hashtag, what up, Eric Strickland, and I were talking about that, and then we were talking about that recently, but uh, but yeah. I guess you can still smile, but think about something else. I guess if you're looking forward to your meal. <laughs> Bottom line is they make you smile. <laughs> whether, whether you're petting them or digesting them, they're going to make you happy. That's just that's the headline at the end of the day. Uh, no cursing, still awful. Perfect. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying this watch uh, on these hot summer days. We don't have AC here, so I 
constantly feel like I'm dying in the apartment. We actually, we had to buy one of those ridiculous portable ACs that you have to get the huge hose and stick an adapter in your window. And Wow. Um, it is awful. What's the cost differential between buying, powering, and keeping that thing maintained and just setting the place up for AC? Is it is it like super expensive? I I, I, I don't know. It's just not worth it. It's it's mm. not worth it to put to put an AC in here. Um, I hear you. And I th- I think uh, I think quite a few cities here on on the West Coast are are the same way. A lot of these condo buildings and apartment buildings they just don't they just don't install central. Even you you can even find like like a million dollar house and it won't have central AC. Um, so that's that's been a that's been a transitional period for us coming from Miami, Florida and getting used to that. Are you bringing the CWC to Hong Kong? Um, I might. It's it's a really it's a really fun watch. I mean, you can't help but, you know, look down and smile when you see that watch. It's yeah. just it's such a unique look. Um, I think we're know, going I think we're going during the raining season. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just um it'll be fun. I, yeah, I can I can I can bring it. I'm just man, every time I open this window on CWC's site and I look at these reissues, I just I want to like sell my car and buy this. Wow, really? <laughs> it it looks I I I actually really like the way the vintage loom looks, but it just so many people have have told me that it's it's not worth it. It, it's it's too expensive. I was gonna say at that price range, that's putting me in striking distance of a lot of watches that I've lusted over for quite a long time. I mean, that puts me yeah. in like in like secondhand Grand Seiko area. You know what I mean? That's that's more than what I paid for a secondhand Omega Speedmaster. Yeah, man, that's 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 a, that's a lot of cucumbers. Twenty six hundred bones USD. That's a lot of cucumbers. Yeah. You know? so. But that's uh. That's what I'm wearing. Um, CWC Royal Navy Diver. This one is from 2002, so that's the first year that Silverman's uh, started operating CWC. Cool. Um, and this one has tritium, and funny enough, is exhibiting the typical traits of old uh, tritium at this point. Um, what so are that's the, fun. What are the traits of old? Because I know, I know, I know, old radium looks like um, like 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 re, like atmospheric reentry burns. But what are the trademarks of old tritium? If you zoom in, so if you zoom into like a big uh, blob of tritium on a on a watch dial, mm-hmm. you you start to notice that it looks a little, it looks a little porous and spongy, uh, and, and it starts to get puffy, um, and then <clears throat> on top of that, it starts to acquire a sort of cream color as time goes by. So this is something they're trying to replicate in in these reissues. But uh, interesting. It's it's fun to it's fun to witness the real thing happen. I mean, yeah. so it makes me feel really old because <laughs> this watch is from 2002, and I'm like, oh, high school, and I'm like, man, high school was a long time ago. <laughs> oh, high school. Oh, high school. <laughs> it must be it must be so sobering to because this is something people talk about a lot. Um, buying a birthier watch. Mm. I'm like no, I don't want to buy a birth year watch. Like buy it, yeah, buy a watch that that was made, you know, the year that you were born. And I feel like if I bought an '87 um, anything, I'm gonna look at it and feel terrible about myself. Well, I mean, I don't know. You could be, <laughs> you could, you could get like a tasteful. Because this is what I'm thinking about doing. Just getting like a, like a tasteful like '86 Datejust or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that couldn't be more than like I don't know, 
two or three thousand bucks. I mean, this is also assuming I happen upon that corpse in the wood that's just that just has his pockets full of money and like Stone of Jordans, and I can just sell those and have all the money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not about to make a casual two thousand dollar watch purchase anytime soon. But that's what I'm wearing. How about you? Uh, in honor in honor of today's unsung heroes of Seiko Divers episode, I am wearing a watch. Um, uh, this isn't one of the watches that I picked for the for the show, but it was a Seiko Diver. I thought it'd be pretty fun. I'm wearing my my uh, Samurai Blue Lagoon, my Blue Lagoon Samurai. Uh, SRP SRPK? No, SR. It's like a Blue Lagoon Samurai. If you Google, you'll see it. Um, I'm totally I blanking. I still don't know if I should buy a Samurai. Um. I, I I like mine a lot. If you want, to, if you want, I can mail this to you, and you can and you can spend some time with it. You know what I mean? You know what the thing is? The only samurai I'm interested in is the orange one, and I feel I feel like if I get another orange watch, there's just no point. I can spray paint this orange and mail it to you. <laughs> Would that be helpful? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> just not even like not even like good spray painting, like splotchy, just like really crummy, like what you did like for your like third grade art 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 project spray painting. You know what I mean? You didn't shake the can properly. It, it looks like the surface of the moon. Like that bad level of detailing for, for spray painting. I've done a lot of spray painting in my time, apparently. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I'm wearing the Blue Green Samurai. Super cool. I'm, I'm wearing it because uh, I think I've referenced this on the feed. I'm doing, um, doing a really, really fun, really time-consuming uh, article for the site. It's basically like a head-to-head challenge between uh two watches and so it's something i want to do on a recurring basis so like this person or this person uh you know uh this watch versus this watch sort of like rumble in the jungle like heavy hitters so i'm doing a comparison article between the seiko sumo and the seiko samurai just because um they're similar in terms of sizes they're similar in terms of uh price ranges i think they both have pros and cons but what i love a lot about this the way i'm approaching the article is that I am choosing a winner, a winner by my standards, and it's not going to be like, oh, you know, and the winner is whichever one you like. No, 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 no. The winner is going to be the one that I actually do feel is the quote unquote better of the of the two. So, just kind of trying to give them both enough um, risk time, uh, just for the purposes of the article. But no, um, Blue Lagoon Samurai, I like it. It's it's funny because when I see the samurai, I don't understand how it would be comfortable. But then, as soon as I put it on, it's extremely comfortable. But it's a it's a, right. a little bulky. But the thing is, in comparison to the Sumo, it's that bulkiness which gives it the comfort because the Sumo is at twenty millimeters in terms of like a lug width, and this thing's at twenty two. The twenty two does make it a little bit more comfortable, but obviously it adds visual weight. You know what I'm saying? So, so is that that's a watch that you always keep on the bracelet, right? You- the Samurai. Yeah, right. I had it on a NATO for a bit, but it was um it was real it was sticking up pretty high. It was uh it was not the best NATO watch, and so now I just keep it on the bracelet because the bracelet is also just incredible. Mm. Yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking about too. Because and when you have it, it's wearable on the bracelet. It doesn't feel too large or or crazy. It feels it fe- it feels large, especially if you're coming from something else to this. So if you're wearing like your like your Seiko SNK eight zero variable, you know what I mean. It's gonna feel large, but as soon as you like get past that 15 minute adjustment period, it's perfect. Like it doesn't feel uncomfortably large. The issue that I'm starting to really notice with watches that are on the the like the bigger side is that 
two like if you have two 43 millimeter watches and one of them is like like a like a rando micro brand and one of them is seiko the seiko will I mean, nine times out of ten be more comfortable because unfortunately what tends to happen is when the watch is larger it's also thicker and the case doesn't really contour properly and so what will happen is like you'll feel the watch like move around it'll be top heavy if it's too large and there's no case contour you know what i'm saying contour yeah yeah i don't get that at all with the samurai when it's on there it's on there doesn't really go anywhere feels really really cool and super snug so i mean yeah i'm i'm super digging this thing and i'm noticing now over time since i've been wearing it it is getting a couple little like normal like usage like scrapes and dings which is which is totally cool but it's uh it's a cool watch. Love that. Love the dial color on here. Love the bezel as well. And it's just um, I, I, I would encourage you to to give the samurai um, a shot. I can I, I can mail you this one. You can spend some time with it. I, I I really I was just seeing a few photos the other day. The the orange one looks really cool on the supplied Seiko rubber strap. It just Ooh, looks. It, com- uh, it comes on rubber. I didn't know that. Did yours didn't come with a with a replacement rubber strap? I thought it did. Uh, it's complicated. So the Blue Lagoon series between, because when the Blue Lagoon ones came out, there was a turtle and there was a samurai. The turtle came with the rubber strap. The samurai didn't. But I oh. got, I got the, unless I'm totally wrong, I got, which is totally possible, I got these um, rubber strap with this samurai just because I went and um, got it down to boutique and hung out with Joe Kirk and uh, he threw that in there. Oh, nice, nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was that was the events which precipitated me getting the. Uh, the rubber strap but that's how i recall um you know that experience but the new ones might come with rubber strap now i mean that's yeah. cool that the orange one yeah there are with- there are a lot of versions now if you're if you're looking at the samurai with different bezel colors and dial colors that there's i think there's like a almost like a hobnail dial pattern for for these new ones some some kind yeah. of texture on the dial which i don't really like but there's a lot of uh there's a lot of variety now for the mm-hmm. for the samurai. Yeah, this thing is pretty cool. Super happy with it, and um, I might bring this to Hong Kong. I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm bringing to Hong Kong because we. I, I can't remember if we talked about this on air or, or offline because it's all just it's all just blurring now, Michael. Um, but uh, we, I think we threw the idea out there of just bringing one watch to Hong Kong. You bring yeah. a watch and I'll bring a watch. Or we both just bring one watch and share it back and forth like 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 three like three fates sharing one eye. We well we talked about we talked about my plan and and I guess we can put it out there. My plan was to buy a nine dollar Hello Kitty watch <laughs> that I found out. That's, that's right. Yeah. You flip her head open and it's just a like a tiny L C D screen that shows the the time. Um I might just bring that the whole time <laughs> i think that would that would and that would completely remove you of the stressful situation of trying to figure out how to up your watch game or how to properly represent like self-aggrandizing <laughs> watch swag when you're there but just buying the most ridiculous thing possible i just feel like, i feel like that's almost that just removes you from the stress because i have stress about like those situations like oh what do i wear i want to make sure people don't know i'm some kind of like bare-wristed watch noob, like, blah, blah, blah. Maybe we should (laughs) just buy Hello Kitty watches, dude. Yeah, just a single (laughs) (laughs) 30-millimeter. Hello Kitty's on the strap, also. (laughs) I might, um, I I, I think the Hello Kitty watch, I I, I think we should get one that's exactly how you described, except when you turn the head open to see the time, it's just brains. 
<laughs> I think that'll I think that'll sell. I think that'll super sell. I might I, I might run on Disney property and get like a fun like twelve dollar like Disney's Frozen watch with like Anna and Elsa on it. That could be kind of cool. I actually found I actually found one with a, a pseudo dive bezel, but okay. instead of instead of any numbers on the bezel, it's just Hello Kitty bows for each of the oh uh, each of the indices. And yeah. I think the the bezel lights up. Yeah, the whole watch lights up. Yeah, that might be that. One. I was gonna say that actually that might actually be an excellent watch for both of us to wear, and also potentially a two book watch and hops giveaway. <laughs> <laughs> I want to think about that. That's pretty cool. I if I were to do the one watch thing, um, probably bring my sumo because the thing is, I there's. I, I really, really want to either bring my Slava Medical or my, my Poljot. The problem is it's super humid over there and it's super rainy over there and I can't get either of those watches in those conditions. They'll they'll just melt. You know? Yeah, just get a just bring a rain jacket. With like a long sleeves and you'll be fine. Oh, I thought you meant like a rain jacket for my for my watch. Like like a little like a little like Barbie sized raincoat that I would drape over that would also be cute, yeah. That would be. Oh, we have to do that. I have to try and make like watch raincoats. Ironic, four hundred dollar <laughs> watch raincoats. The uh, watch raincoats are made from refused uh, parachute material from World War II. Uh, uh, trying to think of. I'm trying to think of an er- Erica's original joke, but I can't think of one right now. <laughs> I've never tried one of those straps. I was about to ask you. I've never tried one either, but I've heard incredible things. One day, uh, one day I'll probably um, the you know the same day I find the sit down and make my strap code order. I'll uh, <clears throat> I'll go and check out that website and yeah, maybe put like an order for one or two in. But um, but yeah, uh, sorry, super super distracted. But yeah, for the wrist check, that's what I'm wearing. Blue Lagoon Samurai, really really cool. Keep an eye out for that um uh you know uh, Rumble the Jungle article I'm talking about between the Seiko Sumo and the Seiko Samurai. Gonna be a lot of fun. Um compares things like movements wearability look everyday usage x factor that kind of stuff really 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 cool and um yeah see what i'll see what i'll end up bringing to 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 hong kong um transitioning to just talking more about hong kong just wanted to let everyone know that we still doesn't feel real for me yet but we have bought our plane tickets uh right we got our hotels and we're in the process of filling out all the press stuff for the event for the actual like show even though it's like it's like gonna be 50% us covering the show and then 50% us just just exploring shenanigans in Hong in Hong Kong right that's basically how I'm reading it it's more more hanging out than anything it's gonna be a good time it's gonna be yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to pretend to be an Arab sheik and walk into like the Panerai boutique you know what I mean yeah yeah I want to see what try. they would oh, I'm sorry we can try to stuff Panerai's into our coats and run away. Well, no, See, I was going to say, what works. do you think? What, okay, so because usually in these joints, they try and be very accommodating. So what if I go there and I'm like, oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. I mean, like rack up a bill of like like $75,000 in like useless, meaningless watches. But then I go, I give them my credit card and obviously it's going to get declined. But they swipe it declined. I insist they swipe it declined. What do they do? Are they just going to like kick me out? Are they going to be like, oh, well, just, you know, we'll send you the bill and I'll just like send them my neighbor's address? <laughs> I don't know if that'll work. You don't think it'll work? I, th- I don't know. I feel like it might work. If I pretend to be like a, like a, like, like, like a famous soccer player or something. I don't know. What could I pretend to be other than myself? Because myself is not good enough. What could, I, what could I pretend to be? Um, do you play soccer? Never. Yeah, me neither. 
I don't play anything, dude. I don't play nothing. I did, never was never good at sports. Was never good at uh, anything like that. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that'll work though. I I Dang. I do believe there's a different kind of boutique culture. Um, from what I hear, they're just generally more accommodating to to people that come in. I, I feel like you walk into some boutiques here and it's just a, a ghost town sometimes and nobody cares. Or you, you get kicked out like I did. You, <laughs> <laughs> Quietly turn, kicked out. Don't turn my time turner bezel. But, yeah, we um, should turn we should turn a bezel and see if we get kicked out. <laughs> I, I guess that's like that's like the the test to see if it's an appropriate uh, appropriate <laughs> boutique. If we turn the bezel, and then if they let us stay or if they kick us out. But yeah, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be super super cool. So just updating everyone on that. Um, we're getting an idea together of just like itineraries and things like that. We've been learning recently also that a lot of you guys will be there as well. If you are going to be there, let us know what's up and we can try and coordinate something. If you're a microbrand owner or if you're a brand representative and if you're going to be there and if you're interested in meeting up, would be really, really happy to do that as well because um, a lot of brands have reached out about that, you know, uh, just from hearing the show. And so, yeah, it's going to be, it doesn't feel real. I'm going to be on the plane. So, so my wife is coming with me. So we're taking one flight from here to Dallas, which is like five, four or five hours. And then from Dallas to Hong Kong, which is like 15 hours. And I can, I can say with pretty pretty stern definitity that I'm going to die on the 15 hour flight. <laughs> I think, I think they'll, they'll very is nicely that, transport. You've my done corpse. long flights though before. Yeah. When I was like young and healthy and I didn't understand the stress of like, 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 like flight. Like I travel a lot when I was a kid, like, you know, you fly from, from like Miami international to Pakistan. So it'd be like, and, and this was like back in the day. So we were flying on like, on like Lufthansa. So it would be like from MIA to, Frankfurt and then from Frankfurt to like Pakistan and then we I mean we were on the plane like it was like the Oregon Trail all of our supplies were diminished we lost mm -hmm. at least two members you know what I mean <laughs> we have a surplus of buffalo meat because all you do in the Oregon Trail is hunt as far as I'm concerned according, <laughs> according to that video game so but I haven't done like a long flight um in a while years mm. what about you you well actually no you you've flown for long periods recently um, right. well, you know, just, just West coast to East coast feels really long. It's not, it's not a textbook long flight, but, um, it feels terrible. I, I, I hate that flight. Um, no, not recently. I mean, the last really long flight that I did was Miami to Amsterdam. So what about Columbia? Well, when I did it, I, I did Miami to Columbia. So that's like, that's like 10 minutes or something. Well, <laughs> like not 10 minutes, but. It's, it felt short, you know. By the time the folks were done doing the in-flight safety briefing, we were already touching down. That's oh, funny, man. man. But yeah, no, it's going to be pretty interesting. It's going to be cool. Um, the last time I'm flying on American, the last time I, I don't remember the last time I was on an American airline, but um, plane should be comfortable. It should be okay. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, just very paranoid. I'm going to like get like a blood clot and like, I don't know, croak on 15 hours, but we we we're we're we're, we're, gonna, we're gonna, you know stay hydrated and mobile as mobile as it can be on a plane right mm -hmm. yeah stay hydrated wear some tight socks wear some and, tight uh, socks yeah do my 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 dad's diabetic so I can just borrow some of his compression socks <laughs> right I need these more than you you know uh dude that's horrible but yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool what do you do you have any do you have any fears or expectations or hesitancies or or are you just super gung ho not really. Um, I, 
I I, th- I think it'll be fun. Um, you know, the the show is not typically something that's very um super watch centric, you know? Right. Uh, it's right. it's it's going to be it's going to be more exciting to see all these different manufacturers come together um and kind of make that connection with where your watches come from, you know, yeah. because, I'll, because a lot of us love micro brand watches. It's just the nature of uh, the things that we talk about here. Um, so, you know, I, I've heard, I've heard some brand owners say like, Oh, there's, there's a total of three crystal manufacturers and, and that's it. And everybody uses the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be nice to see all these little components um, and kind of, get an idea of how everything comes together. So that that's what I'm really excited about. You know? That would be pretty cool. That would definitely yeah. be pretty cool. And, and obviously, I, I'd, I'd really just like to um, get a feel for what it's like to be a brand uh, over there, you know? Hmm. So, you know, do, do folks go over there and make deals, like, right on the spot, you know, or place orders right on the spot for X amount of cases or just, like, a while. I, and I'm also interested to see their pitches, you know, because from from what I understand, there are some oh, that'll vendors. Be, that'll be fun. There are some vendors that you know will give a presentation there and say like, you know, all you have to do is send us a CAD of your design, and in two months you'll you'll get a crate of watches or something. <laughs> I don't know how it works, <laughs> you know. So uh, th- that's something I'm interested to to figure out. And this is going to be super valuable, I think, for folks. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's something I don't think. Um, people typically uh think about you know so oh, that's, yeah full, that's that's what i'm excited to see full spectrum of the product experience because usually we just interact with the end user experience so um you know forward-facing marketing maybe a rep maybe an online review that's it but this is full like nose to tail understanding or at least trying to do our best to get an understanding of sort of yeah I mean, both micro micro brand, but also just watch manufacturing in general, because I feel like a lot of these big brands do source parts from Hong Kong and just other like overseas, you know, manufacturing out of their home countries, whether it's Germany or Switzerland or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm I'm also excited because I feel I feel that the way we're going to use our time there, it's going to be less TBWS coverage and more just learning together. Oh yeah, you know, totally. with with everyone. <laughs> yeah, <'cause, laughs> so that's that's the fun part. Those are my those are the best experiences because basically, as we're experiencing and learning that joint over there, guys, you will be too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I think it's I think it's going to be super valuable. It's going to be a lot of fun, and yeah. Thank you again to everyone that contributed in their own way to send us over there, whether it was Patreon or one of the other kind of opportunities we have, or yeah. even if it was just offering advice. Like that's like that's super valuable, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to, I'm looking at my list, did you want to talk about those two watch news item things or should we jump into the main topic of unsung Seiko divers? Let's get into, let's get into the main topic. Let's get into the main topic. Those news yeah. are, news points aren't worth it. They're not worth <laughs> it anymore. <laughs> let's get into the main topic. It's fine. Ta- ta- talking too much about girls got quickest and God knows what, but okay, main topic, unsung Seiko divers. And so I think this is interesting because it's, we always talk about how many watches Seiko makes but it just sometimes just I just forget how many watches they actually make especially with the with some of the divers in regards to like the Seiko 5 line prospects things like that there are just so 
many and what I, I think what I really want to accomplish with my choices is just to give people a wide range of options across a few different price points for just fun Seiko divers that have that same reliability with some of your heavy hitters, some of your like more popular Seiko divers would have, but still have a bit more of a of a unique take. You know what I mean? That might be might offer folks folks more options if you're not in love with one of like the holy three of you know Seiko divers and things like that. Like that that that's how I approach it. How, how did you approach it? I'm also I'm just excited to have a Seiko episode. Because I feel, I feel like we have to avoid it in some ways or control ourselves. It's almost like cursing. <laughs> you, have to, you have to kind of consciously try to well, we're, try to avoid having a Seiko episode. Cause we're we're both sick about it. We're both Seiko dudes. We're just cool two dudes talking about Seikos, and so it's pretty easy for the natural course of the conversation to go into Seikos. And so, yeah, there are times where we're just like, okay, you know, let's maybe talk about this and not this because we did a Seiko episode two episodes ago, blah, blah, blah. But I think this will be um, a lot of fun. So I chose one, two, three watches. How many watches did you, did you choose? I've got three as well. Yeah. Perfect. So you guys know the format by now. I say stuff. Mike goes. We go back and forth. Should be pretty cool. Really interested to hear your picks. I know I know one or two of them just because of the, the course of the, the pre-discussion. But do you want to start? Do you want to jump into and talk about your first pick? Yeah. I want to talk about, you know, I want to talk about the one that's a little different. Okay. <laughs> and you have one that's also very different, which I'm excited to talk about as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first one that I picked is called the Seiko SNE107P1. Um, we probably should have just shared photos before. Um, or, I'm, I'm, I'm typing in now. Things. What was it? S S S. What? SNE Sierra November Echo one zero seven. I don't you know. Should... I don't know those first three letters. I've never seen a dive watch with those first three letters. I don't think. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's oh, a solar. It's weird. A solar I'm into it. You see that bezel? It's I, different. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be for everyone. It's very reminiscent of what you see on some '80s um, commander skis, '80s Vostok commander skis. Right, right. You know what I mean, but yeah, no, okay, cool watch. Yeah, I have it in front of me. Interesting. Yeah, and this thing, um, you know, I'm not really sure if it's. Uh, it looks it looks like a 42. It doesn't look like a 44. Um, no. But it's just it's just a solar uh, Seiko solar diver with the um, day date at three o'clock, and it just has a very different um, bezel design. Yeah. Uh, it has these kind of cutouts um, at the different quadrants of the of the bezel, or not quadrants, just these different sections where it, the the edge like sticks out. It looks like it's a lot of fun to like grip onto and turn. You know? Yeah. And speaking of the orange samurai, they also make uh, an orange dial version, which is the SNE one zero nine. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this is. Um, if this is still produced or if it's an old one, a lot of the watch you seek threads that I find are from 2013, 2014. Um, hmm. And this user here says it's a, it's the same size as an SKX 007. So 42. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this is pretty uh, cool actually. Yeah. It, it was just, it's just really different. I don't, you know what? I I didn't even try looking for one on eBay or something. Let's let's look together. 
Uh, they don't even have them on eBay. It's there's almost something like I, I don't know if you're familiar with the show or not, but it's 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 a little Battlestar Galactica. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it's yeah. it's really really cool. Like I'm I'm very much into it right now. So I'm seeing the black dial with the black date wheel. Are you seeing yeah. that too? Yeah, there's one there's one on eBay uh with bidding at 185. I, I'm I'm actually Oh, and I think I found the Oh yeah, the manual says it's either the caliber V157 or 1V158 for cool. the uh, for the quartz. Cool, cool, cool. Um, very different. I really like it on the uh, rubber strap, though. I was gonna say on yeah. on, uh, on one of the older Seiko vented straps. Um, you you're just you're ready to go. I'm looking at photos right now, and a lot of the orange dials, the SNE109. It mm -hmm. looks like it comes on black rubber, like normally. It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. And I think I saw a photo of somebody that had it on um on almost almost like one of those um NASA Velcro straps. It looks really cool as well. Interesting. So maybe there's something about the way the bezel has that design that just uh, leads it to be a very fun watch to to swap straps with. Yeah, I can't believe I've yeah. never seen this thing before. So, but so we don't think this is currently made anymore. I don't think so, and, um, and that's that's something I didn't really check until now. But there is one on eBay with bidding at one eighty five. I I don't I don't think they can. I don't think they'd get crazy in price. You know. Can't imagine. It looks so. It's it's got a it's got a little Battlestar Galactica going on, but it also looks sort of like um, Gladys from the uh, Portal <laughs> games. I don't know if you've ever played those or, or anything like that, but it sort of looks like that eye. It's really funny because I've never played Portal, mm -hmm. but I have a shirt that has the the Aperture Laboratories right thing on it, which is I guess from the game. And I bought the shirt because I like the logo. And that is the shirt that I get the most comments on from strangers. <laughs> Just like walking by like, dude, yeah. And I'm like, because oh, you're fl <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone. Cool I love, shirt. Like, uh, I love when humanity reaches out to you. You're nothing but disgust. Like, I don't want to be accepted among the folds. Don't you understand? <laughs> I just didn't want to walk out here naked. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is really, really strange. I, I've never, I've never had a shirt that has gotten me compliments the way that that shirt does. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have an aperture uh, mug, and when I used to like work in an office, I would bring that. And same, same thing. People are like, oh, dude, sweet mug. I'm like, oh, don't talk to me. Just don't. <laughs> There's no reason for us to be talking, bros. Of, all right, you know. Uh, but so yeah, I totally here. This is this is the this is the first one I picked, and actually, I I think this this watch, maybe even the orange one, would be a cool counterpart to the Citizen EcoDrive Permaster Diver. Oh, these that those would be good friends, just because yeah. like um they have similar sort of dial uh, aesthetics, but they take them in a bit different direction. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you go if you're going on a beach vacation or something, take the orange Seiko on the rubber strap. Yeah. And uh, and put the uh, citizen on on a bracelet and just throw it into your bag. There you cool go. Little cool little swap. Pretty cool. Good pick. Good 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 pick. What's your first? I'm looking at my list right now. Mm, should I talk about? 
So I have three here, and they're in order. Right now, I have them in order of price. Hmm, I'm trying to figure out if I should just randomly pick some, or if I should just go from like least expensive to most expensive. I think mine would have. Mine is also the least expensive, so maybe you can start with your least expensive one. Okay. The one, yeah, the one I'm seeing yeah. right now is uh, it's one that I think people. Some people sort of know about, but it's. I feel like it, it tends to get forgotten. It's um. So not all the watches that I pick have like a like a fun nickname. This is one of them. Uh, I don't. Or no, uh, this one does have a uh, does have like a fun nickname. I mean, it's the Seiko SNZ F17, or as is better known, I think the Seiko Sea Urchin. Right. This is the Sea Urchin. Yeah, I never got the Sea Urchin name. I think maybe because it looks like it has a bunch of spines because of all these like um, marks on the on the chapter <laughs> yeah. ring and the bezel. That's the only thing I could think of. Right? Okay. That or yeah. it's like some kind of ironic take on the on 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 oyster, you know? I see. Yeah, I I, I texted you about this and it looks. Um, this is a really really fun watch. I, I I like these and I think there's a there's a smaller version too. There's the uh, SNZF17 and the SNZF29, which I believe, um, how big is that? This one is lug to lug 42 without the crown, according to this listing. Hmm. Yeah, and I, I feel like people say that this is... Um, this is also the most um, Submariner-esque Seiko that you can get. I could see that. I could definitely, definitely see that. You know what I mean? It's it's a really fun watch. What I love is two things about this watch. Um, it has, you know, always ever reliable one of the Seiko 7S sort of iterations of the movements. This is the 7S36, so it's day date. Um, I'm looking right now on Amazon, $168 USD. Yeah. It's a really good price, man. That is, Do you that know, is a really good price. Do you know if this crown screws down, by the way? Uh, let me see. It should. I believe it should. Because one thing I hear, it's it's worth noting that this is a Seiko 5 dive watch. Correct, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and some of the Seiko 5 divers, like the 50 Fathoms-esque uh, version that I have it's just a push-pull crown and if you if you read reviews or watch videos about um, some of the Seiko 5 dive watches um, people say these are dive style watches and not totally dive watches and you shouldn't submerge so them. the crown does not screw down but the, this watch is also rated at only um, 100 meters uh, mm -hmm. So I think that might. So I I feel like if the crown screwed down, maybe it would have been two hundred meters. But the thing is, like, you know, I'm not diving with this watch. Yeah. I, I if you're diving with if you're actually diving with a watch and you want something that's you know reliable, spend a little bit more money and get something that actually has like proper water rating, or just get like a G Shock, or just use your dive computer like the rest of the world. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would. You can feel do the dishes in this watch. You can do the dishes <laughs> in this watch, no problem. Which was the which was the most like water sport adventure thing that I will ever do is like the dishes you know what I mean <laughs> so we've, we've talked about we've talked about before getting attacked by dishwater if you try doing the dishes and there's one spoon one spoon angled just right it's just the it's just the one spoon it turns into like into like um 
it's just like a water fountain from hell. It just shoots the water in like a perfect like diameter of just cascading and soaking everything around you. But the thing is, the water, the amount of water with which hits the spoon does not equal the water that comes off of the spoon. So if I were to like drop one droplet on the spoon, an entire torrent of ocean water would fly out. Like I don't understand. I don't it's understand ne- Neptune's fury. <laughs> really, it really is like it, I don't understand wash to spoon water like 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 physics. You know what I mean? If we have any like what like water spoonologists that listen to this show, if you could please chime in and like write us and let us know how that's possible, I would be I would be I would be gosh dang fascinated. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, uh, but this watch would I, I I would feel comfortable snorkeling in this watch. I'd feel fine like. I don't know what doing dishes and things like that. I I wouldn't see any any issues there. But um, what was I looking at here? Okay, so 100 meter uh, unidirectional. Um, it has the hard lex, which I I kind of almost prefer the hard lex because um, hard lex is there is Seiko's proprietary mineral crystal, right? Yeah, yeah. So the hard lex, it's really really cool. It's good for diving because I think my understanding is that it's it's some sort of proprietary like blend that they do but what i almost prefer sometimes with acrylic and mineral crystals and like you can tell me from crazy but this is just what i've noticed my watches that have sapphire crystals the loom doesn't charge as strongly as it should with natural daylight because i think there's something about the sapphire material which doesn't let enough uv rays transfer through so like my seiko sumo will have an intense loom compared to like the this i'm looking at right now the squale uh gmt which has like super luminova or whatever, but it also has this sapphire crystal. You know what I'm saying? So I th- I think you're just describing Seiko's Lumabrite technology because I mean that could be it too. <laughs> the 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 watch the watches that you're describing with you know Hardlex are going to be the Seikos. Yeah, um, that's a good point. That's and and, and their yeah their their formula of whatever is has always been really nuts. You know. I think what's cool about this Seiko Sea Urchin also is it has um, the hour and minute hand. I think those are sumo hands. Yeah, I was about to ask you about that. It's <laughs> pretty cool. The sumo hands has like an inverted sort of lollipop where the lollipop um, uh, detail is on the back end of the second hand. And it's it's pretty cool, you know. Um, it's also, I believe this is the watch that uh, Greg B. had written an article for on Tuberg Washnob's website that this is essentially a really strong contender for a... A strap, a strap monster. NATO's leather straps. I have seen that. Yeah. Bracelet. You know what I mean? Um, pretty sure this is the watch that he had uh, written that piece around. So, in terms of a Seiko diver, it's definitely one that doesn't get thrown out there a lot when people say they want to get their first diver. But I think it deserves a bit more merit. Obviously, it's got enough merit to earn its own, you know, cute nickname, Seiko Sea Urchin. Yeah. But um, def- definitely worthy of, of more attention. Plus, um, I'll, I'll always love a Seiko Five. I need more Seiko Fives in my life. You know what I mean? But um, let me see here. I believe, I believe it's your turn. What's the second watch that you picked? So the second one that I picked is um, is part of a collection that I I don't think people talk about very often. It's it's a lot more futuristic looking than than other Seiko divers, and I, I actually don't think they're pretty popular. Okay. Um, uh, Folks have really strong opinions about this collection, but this is the Seiko <clears throat> Prospects SBDC 047 Trans Ocean. Um, it's a JDM model. This one runs on the 6R15, 
and it the I guess its its main feature is the almost sunburst gradient blue dial. It looks like it fades between a black or deep blue um, and a light blue, depending on how you're <clears throat> looking at the watch. Hmm. Um, and this we we talked about this one because because you almost brought another one on board. The Transocean Collection. I think is also the only line outside of Grand Seiko where you can get a spring drive GMT movement. Uh, so the, yeah, within within like the within like prospects, I believe so. Which which to me, which I love because I think they first put a spring drive movement in this prospects Transocean in like mm-hmm. 2015, 2016. But like a few months before that, I feel like we were this is when we were still working together in Miami. We were like daydreaming about what it would be like to have like a spring drive in like a prospects movement. Or do, do, yeah. do you remember that? Like, yeah, and, then, and then, and and then this happened. And so that's why I thought, um, that's why I'm happy you brought this up. Cause that's why I feel like this uh, Transocean line is of worth particular note in the just sort of Seiko dive you know, suite of options. But here I, um, I jumped mm-hmm. in there. You, uh, you, you, uh, it's, it, it's your show. <laughs> it's your show. It's okay. I, I, cut you, I, I cut you off. What's up? What you wearing? This <laughs> So this one, this one also has these weird. Um, I don't know if I like the lugs. Really, I was going to ask you about that. You, you, do you think they're over designed? Because I could see someone making that argument. They look, they look a little over designed. Maybe, maybe a little more futuristic than I would like. Hmm. Um, also, if Seiko did horn lugs, uh. I feel I feel like they would look like this sort of hmm. um I don't know it's it's a watch that I would definitely have to try on in person and I don't know if those lugs would make the watch appear larger than it should be looking at a picture right now the thing is the way the lugs are designed when you look at it head on there's a little bit of like not visual hiccuping but you definitely notice they're not normal because if you're looking at the watch straight on as the lugs meet the case, there's that bit of a dip, a bit of an indent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I first saw this watch, I thought the lugs were 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 were, were um, articulating. I thought the, I thought they could move, like the you know hinged I mean? ones. Yeah. Exactly. Like I, I thought that was the case here. I, I I don't believe that is the case. I think I tried one of these on a while back when I was down in the Seiko boutique in Miami. But um and for, and from the side also you get that sort of like sort of same effect. But I feel like it's almost one of the visual call-outs of this line because a lot of the Seiko divers have something particular about them visually which is which makes them very easily identifiable you know what I mean yeah samurai it's that case design you know sumo it's I guess the bezel um or even just the 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 relationship between the bracelet and the case the monster obviously it's that it's everything about the monster (laughs) the whole thing Mm -hmm. um if you were to make these lugs anything else this might not necessarily be indicative of the Transocean line. The only other thing that would make it particularly Transocean is this um, really cool um, zirconia ceramic bezel material that yeah. they use. <laughs> I think the bezel the bezel is all ceramic, uh, like a glossy black ceramic, and that looks really cool against the deep Very blue that interesting. you get yeah. with the dial. Really, really interesting. So I could see it going either way. I, I personally... <coughs> bless you. I personally... Uh, sorry, my wife is here. I personally... <laughs> I love this watch. I also did not know they had a Transocean with the 6R15. So when I heard you say that, I'm like, oh, awesome. It's going to be like a same price range as my Sumo. 
Nope. Yeah. Absolutely not. (laughs) So, yeah. So, well, so say a list this one at 1,086, which isn't far from the price range that we usually discuss, but I've been finding some, I've been finding some on eBay. Uh, There's one up on eBay now for 880. Um, Okay. And there's one, there's one now for 998. (laughs) Okay. So... I, yeah, I think if you look around and find a used, both of those are being sold um, as new with tags. Oh, my, That's my not wife bad, just sneezed. Actually. <laughs> That's funny. So, 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 Becky, you just sneezed, and then Mike's wife just sneezed. How funny is that? Sorry. Here, say, say, say something. Say something. Say something funny, like like Gadzooks. Say Gadzooks. Just say the word Gadzooks. Okay, so let's see if your wife says Gadzooks in five minutes or less. All right. Let me turn. Right. Let, let me time it on my bezel. Don't tell her. Don't prompt her. Let's just see if she says Gadzooks. <laughs> we could have some serious like ESPN like mental connection going on over here, bro. All right. Like we got ESPN or something. All right, got my got my bezel going. Five five minutes or less. All right. What was I talking about? This actually could be interesting watch to pick up because like I, I, I paid like a little under over a thousand for that Steverell bronze more. I ended up selling it, but like. If I paid that, if I put that money into this watch, I feel like I would have been much happier. We gotta <laughs> I feel, ba- feel bad we, saying that. <laughs> we got we have to gather as much information as we can on cool spots to see Seiko in Hong Kong. And, yes, uh, yes. See if you can come home with something cool. Should I make that my mission? Should I see if I can't put aside some money to see if we uh, can't find something cool over there? Something particular to mark the trip but that would also just be a welcome addition to the collection that, that could be like a fun yeah, of course, fun always. challenge you know yeah. so but this watch is pretty cool i'm really happy you brought it up <clears throat> love this bezel the bezel is really really cool i can see the lugs going either way but here's my question are these can you take the bracelet off of this thing i think you can and that's another thing I, i'm not really sure it would look good on anything other than the bracelet that's as I'm trying to figure out, it might it might look like a scarab beetle if you put it on like a NATO. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it looks like there's an area for you to take off the bracelet, but I don't think you can fit. Dude, what happens if you take the bracelet? I don't think you can put anything else on here. I think the bracelet stays on because if you look, the, 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 the center link is right between the lugs there. Mm. And the lugs are staying on the watch. So if you take the bracelet off, you'd have to get like a 10 millimeter strap and it would look ridiculous. Huh. So, hmm. cool watch though. Definitely, definitely a good pick. Damn, yeah. Now you got me. Now you got me like wondering how I can afford this watch. Dang you! <laughs> Dang you, Michael! Sorry. I call I call shenanigans. You 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 you've vexed my perspective. Did you say? Did you say your um, second choice was about this expensive? Uh, my second choice is not uh, this. Oh, okay. My second choice is closer to the Seiko Sea Urchin range. So should I? Uh, should I go? Is this is this my turn? Yeah, it's a good time. This is actually a really cool watch. I've sort of heard it has a couple weird nicknames, and I've heard one of them before, but I've never sat down and really looked at the watch before. So this is another Seiko Five line, but this thing looks like. I'm trying to way to describe this, it looks like someone did a Frankenstein watch but it's actually kind of cool like it looks it for some reason it works so this particular model I've heard it called several things I've heard it called the Seiko Jungle Master which sounds like a really weird like pornographic film title 
I've also heard it called the Seiko Atlas or Atlas Master, um, but the reference number is SKZ209. Um, and I think there's different like J and K and all that stuff. So, but but mainly the the, the core of the reference is SKZ209. And there are two distinct features about this watch that will immediately become present. That crown at 9 o'clock and also the interior compass bezel that it controls. Yeah. So this thing has an interior compass bezel. It has an exterior dive bezel. I love the, the font, the boldness of the font that they've chosen. This also is sort of in the same family of watches that make... Things like the Citizen Nighthawk and those kinds of watches, which have so much going on, but still very legible. That's sort of fairly similar to this watch as well. There's so much going on, but it's still very, very legible. Um, These crowns have to screw in. The one at 4 o'clock does, but unfortunately the interior rotating bezel crown does not, from what I've really? seen. Really? How odd is that? It is. It does say 200 meters of water resistance. It does say. Maybe there's something particular about the... Um, the way the crown uh, pushes in with the gaskets where they rated it and it was 200 meters just fine or maybe it does screw down i don't know but everything that i had seen had indicated that 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 crown does not screw down but the one at uh um uh gosh dang uh four o'clock or it's really hard not cursing michael <laughs> the, one, the, the, the one over at four o'clock uh does screw down but um but what i think is really particular which is I think the biggest reason why this watch might be visually awkward at first, but then in some weird way also makes it very cool, is that the crown guards for the interior crown, for the interior bezel, uh, 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 and also the actual like hand crown, like those two crowns, the crown guards are 100% different from each other. Hmm. The crown guard for at nine o'clock for the interior bezel, it's very angular. It looks like it has these like screws in it. It's definitely very. Um, of an inorganic in, in, in lines, right angles, sharp angles, but the crown at four o'clock that works the time hands, it has it's composed mainly of this really beautiful, just like single curve and then like a downward sort of slope. You know what I mean? Almost like what you would get in the old uh 6105 divers where they would elongate it, they just it looks like they elongated the case, yeah, at that one specific spot to make a crown guard. It's really so that, cool. That's, that's actually very classic Seiko, you know. Yeah. So it's it's I, I I this is a watch. Also, it's so Seiko five um seven s three six again really really cool really fun movement you know time honored two hundred bucks two hundred dollars USD I'm looking at right now on Amazon really really good price um yeah forty two di uh, forty two millimeters in diameter I believe without the crowns obviously the crowns will add some orological girth hashtag orological girth. Um, I think the watch is probably around girth is not a curse word, right? No, no, no. Okay, good. It's just, it's just, it just might be contextually adult oriented, which is fine. Um, I think it's probably 12 or 13, yeah, 12 or 13 millimeters thick. So it just seems super wearable. I also like, um, the lugs. So if you look the lugs, it's not just like a box cut out for the lugs. It's a straight line and then it kind of turns in and then it completes the case curvature. So. Oh, look I at feel that. Like, I feel like it would be really interesting on like a, on like a NATO or something like that, which which would you probably end up doing because sometimes these Seiko 5 bracelets aren't the best, quote unquote, but definitely better. I'd put it than on an isoframe strap. One of those. Uh, uh, dude, this thing would look this thing would look so like scuba ready. <laughs> if you have right, it would look like yeah. so like ready for anything if you had it on like an isoframe, just like a regular rubber strap. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
This thing is very, very cool. I still don't know how an interior rotating compass works. Don't know how one would figure out navigation with this. I think this might also be part of the reason why I've heard some folks call it the Jungle Master. I guess because it has like this compass. How ridiculous is that? Have you seen that name too, or, or am I, I the only one? I haven't seen that name yet. <laughs> I might, it, guys. If I'm thinking of a different watch that's 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 been dubbed the 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 inaptly named Jungle Master, let me know. But and like me looking around, that's what I'd see this watch called. But um, I also like the second hands because the second hands is a much more uh, conservative version of the spear second hands on my samurai. I don't know if it's something that that that. That Seiko's used um, in the past before, but I like that it wasn't just like a bar or lollipop or anything like that. It's it's yeah. The watch offers a lot, offers a lot for two hundred bucks, which is basically what you would pay for something in the SKX line for most things in the uh, SKX line. Mm -hmm. uh, Hardlex, um, let me see here. Do, 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 do. The crown, both the crowns have that really fun knurling that the um, samurai uh, also has. So. Well, I need to get my inhaler. I need to get some sweet inhaler action. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you guys at home can hear that, but uh, definitely getting a little Ron Weezy over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> <clears throat> okay, I'm all right. We don't want you to black out. Listen or to me. Listen to me. Breathe. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how many other folks grew up in The Simpsons other than me. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of you guys have actually. I'm sure, you guys have actually. But yeah. um. But this is a watch I could totally see uh, me adding to the collection personally, uh, just because it's it has these fun Seiko Diver tropes, like you mentioned, that crown guard, also for me, the hands, but there are things I've never seen on any other Seiko Diver, so the style of bezel, you know what I mean? And it's super yeah. smart. They basically made this bezel as naked as possible with just like the most basic number indicators you need, because if the bezel also had hashes in there, it, 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 it would... It would It'd be ridiculous. Like it, you wouldn't be able to read it. It would just be a, like 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 a mess of lines. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, um, very fun watch. It is really cool. Seiko, you heard your folks. Seiko, Seiko, Seiko Jungle Master. I'm not calling it that. I'll I'll, I'll call it the Seiko Atlas or whatever. Um, Seiko again, Atlas. that reference. Atlas is very cool. <laughs> I feel like Atlas makes much more sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. So SKZ two zero nine. Um, check it out. Maybe one day. Maybe, Maybe next time I get two hundred dollars in gift cards, I can pick this one up. But <laughs> we'll see. But here, I uh, I'm talking too much. Um, what's your next pick? Actually, I don't think I have any idea what your next pick is, unless I do and I forgot. So we didn't say that we couldn't go vintage, right? Ooh, touche. We did not say that. So you you were well within your 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 two broke watch snob rights to choose vintage. <laughs> do a vintage. I did. Choose, this do, is do, 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 this is. Kind of vintagey. I, I probably wouldn't wouldn't take these in the water just yet. Is it is it is this like a vintage vintage Rolex Submariner? You chose did you choose did you choose, did you choose a Rolex for our, our Seiko challenge? <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> and this what one does have a this, this one does have a cool nickname. Uh, and I don't oh, think we okay. I don't think I don't think this watch has ever made it on the show ever. Wow. In eighty in eighty six episodes. Um, <laughs> This is the Seiko H558-5009. Also also known as the Seiko Arnie uh, because Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger wore one in Commando and Predator. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah so this this is a little different. Um I wow. think I think collectors are starting to 
figure these out and I have seen prices go up a little bit um, usually still around the thousand dollar range um, okay. not much more uh, and they you know a lot of times you have to invest to, to restore them but they have a very distinct look uh, not really not it it doesn't really look like something <clears throat> in the tuna collection but I was gonna say it, it, it looks like a modified tuna case or just yeah. an exact tuna case. You know what it's, I mean? It's it's half in, half out. You know, it, it's not yeah. really a tuna, but it's not. It doesn't look like it's part of the, you know, conventional Seiko divers line. Right. And uh, I'm not really sure how many, how many other Seiko dive watches have the um, the analog uh, digital hybrid display. Um, from my understanding is you can you can do a, a digital chronograph w- with this one. Um, oh, interesting. I think I think you can also track. Um, you can also set an alarm. Uh, it should have a backlight for that little screen, and I believe you can track either two or three time zones. Uh, so it's it's kind of it's it's really an adventure ready watch if you take the time to. Uh, pick out a good one and maybe restore it. Mm. Um, it. It'll it'll serve you well, and it's it's very different and very distinct. <laughs> like it's kind of funny how the the twelve o'clock marker is just kind of shoved down. I was going to gonna say they, they they didn't just like cut it off. They just very nicely pushed it down to make yeah. room for the the, the, the yeah. digital window. <laughs> the seconds hand looks very tiny, so that it doesn't um, so that it doesn't glide over the display. Um. Oh wow! <laughs> it's it's, That's it's so just a very cool. funny. It's just a very funny looking watch. Um, and you know, but it's so like practical. I, said, I feel like the last price check I did, I I don't think it was too crazy. Um, and and there are different versions. Um, I mean, restored, you're probably going to be around twelve to fifteen hundred, which is, I mean. It's it's getting expensive for for a quartz Seiko, hmm. um, but if you know, if you happen to have one of these, take care of it because yeah, uh, I mean we've we've seen, you know, kind of just like the Submariner, fifty five twelve, fifty five thirteen, <clears throat> even even the more recent modern ones have gotten really really expensive. So whether it's the sixty two MAS or the sixty one oh five. Or the sixty three oh nine, um, different specific Seiko dive watches are becoming more and more collectible. Uh, I don't yeah. think I don't think these have gotten as crazy as they can, um, but it's certainly a different watch, and I don't think it gets the same kind of attention in in vintage Seiko conversations as uh, something like the sixty two MAS, for example. Yeah, and I, I never knew this existed. So, so, so uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wore this in the Predator movie. You said, I, yeah, I guess so. It's been a while since I've seen Predator. Um, I've been trying to convince great, my wife, but great, great movie. I, I don't know if she would enjoy it, uh, but it's a good, it's a good, it's a, it, it, it's very fun uh, for the what it was trying to capture. Definitely, definitely very fun. You know what I find interesting about like watches that celebrities were noted for wearing in films and so obviously this watch is particularly noteworthy the Seiko H5585009 is that the one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, obviously noteworthy because um, Arnold Schwarzenegger wore it in the Predator film. Do you think that was like a prop master who told him hey wear this watch or do you think he that was his own watch because because 
in the real world, he's a he's a Panerai guy. He's a Panerai guy because because it's the he, only watch that will look normal on his giant hand, right? Yeah, I I really don't know. Um, I wonder if he's if he still has one of these in like his walk-in humidor closet. You know, <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, yeah, so I'm cool. not. I'm not really sure because Seiko. Seiko was. I think Seiko was just making it into movies at the time. Uh, I don't know. So if Predator was '87, I don't know when Aliens happened. Um, the first one was '78 or '77, '77 or '78. Um, so if it was in the '80s, I don't know. maybe Seiko was just making its way into into movies at the time. It's possible. That's super cool. Oh, my cat's yeah. here. Hello, sweetie. What's wrong? Don't touch that cord. I'll shave you. <laughs> um, sorry, but uh, that's super cool. Though. That's definitely a cool pick. Is it? Oh, should I? Well, I'm looking at the time. Should I go next? Yeah, I think so. So this third one, this is a watch I did not learn about until very recently, and there's something I don't know. There's something really entrancing about this watch for me, and I'll explain why in a second. So this third pick, it is um, the more expensive of my. Three picks. It comes in. I'm right now. I'm looking on Seiya Japan for three fifty eight USD. Three fifty eight USD. It is the Seiko Prospects uh, Solar Diver. This is a reference I've never knew existed until now. SBDJ 17 So 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 sad barrel dog junior zero one seven. I don't know. I don't know what the hell. I don't know what, what, what the heck all those code things are. <laughs> oh Michael. Uh, first before I go on, has your wife said uh, Gadzeus yet? No, she but she did sneeze again. Poppycock. Damn it. <laughs> we were so close. So uh, close. I'm going to put my watch back down now. Um, but yeah, so SBDJ017. Really, really cool watch. So 200-meter um, um, solar diver. What I love about this watch is there's, a, there's almost like a particular cleanness about this watch compared to some of these watches that we've been seeing. So the Seiko Arnie. That Seiko Atlas that I'm looking at, um, even even the Urchin, there's sort of like a balanced hecticness to those watches. Here, yeah. there's it's very balanced but clean. You know what I mean? And what I love really really well is this is I think the only time I've seen a watch with a very similar bezel insert to my to my Sumo. The font um, I think is might be the same as the Sumo, but if you really focus in on the details, you notice that the the markers are on like a raised platform so it's almost oh, like yeah, it's almost that. like like this like 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 a seiko sith like a seiko darth vader it has like a very like a tie fighter sort of feel when you notice that detail you that's true saying? i love um, the crown insert yes the crown insert yeah. is really that's almost like um uh, uh a stylistic sort of taking from some of those orient uh m force and like um those orient divers that they have you know what i mean mm -hmm. they had that detail around the uh, around the crown itself um has a cyclops which is very interesting i don't know how many i don't know how many seikos have the cyclops do a lot of them i don't know the newer ones they're starting they're starting to roll out some newer divers with <clears throat> the cyclops they're also starting to like re-release old ones so i i think the the most recent monsters for example have uh, uh, these right. long, these longer Cyclops um, um, details, and it's kind of, it looks strange, but this one's nice. 
it's just, I mean, I don't know, for some reason it really, really works here. What I think is interesting in just looking at these pictures, um, and this is something that I think kind of maybe sets it apart from some other divers and Seiko divers, is it looks like the entire watch is polished. Sides are polished, uh, uh, coin bezel edge is polished, crown is polished, case back looks like right. it's polished. The, the bracelet might not be, I know the bracelet edges look like they might be, but, but the entire watch itself, it just looks like it's just totally polished the tops of the lugs may not be just from these photos um mm. which is fine because it balances out with the brushed sort of details on the um on the bracelet but really like this thing a lot i love this lollipop second hands that it has with this like exaggerated red detailing which is which is why i kind of felt like it was almost like a dark vader seiko because it looks like a lightsaber kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean the, the, the dog agrees i can hear the dog, dog confirm dog agrees yeah we haven't heard from the dog in a while it's been i feel like it has i was gonna ask you if she was okay <laughs> nobody had the heart to ask huh <laughs> you, you, you can you can tell me but yeah no um this thing uh, so hard legs Seiko Lumbrights, um diameter might be a touch on the larger side for some folks, 43.5 um, without the crown, but again, uh, Seiko knows how to do cases, but here's what's really cool, and I think this is particularly noteworthy because of the solar movement, so specifically the solar V157, so um, the same one uh, as the one you were mentioning, although this one has just the date on there, or the day on there, one of the, just the number on there for the day, but yeah. Um, 43.5 millimeters in diameter, but the thickness is only 11.5. So even if the watch might be um, on the wider side number-wise, the case contour that Seiko does, in conjunction with the relative thinness for a dive watch, in my opinion, probably makes it a really nice like wearing experience. You know what I mean? I'd, uh, I, I, found, right now. I found the SBDJ019. So that one is, is very similar. And it looks mm -hmm. to have more of the blue accents. This one's uh, so the insert on the crown is blue, but Ooh, this one cool. this one looks like it comes on one of the newer Seiko rubber straps, and it looks really good too. So you have options. You have options if you like this. You said? Yeah, yeah, zero one nine. Oh wow, interesting. Yeah, super cool, man. Oh, and you can actually, it looks like, I don't know if it's just these photos or what, but it looks like you can really tell that detailing of like the raised sort of platform that the markers are on. Very, yeah. very interesting. Very yeah. cool. Cool. I, I never knew this existed until just very recently and I saw it and I'm like, wow, it's like a, it's like a, like a cousin of the sumo. But I think mm -hmm. this one, let me see, double check or I say it on air. I think the strap, I think the lug width on this is going to be 22 because the sumo it must be 22 because the sumo is 20 so the sumo at a 44 millimeter case with 20 millimeter lug width is one of the more sort of like egregious things that folks tend to point out with that watch this watch i don't think would have that issue you know i don't think so but this thing is super super cool it's only 360 usd it's not bad i mean and this is like new on say japan so i mean maybe you could find it for for uh for cheaper online but this thing is definitely super, super cool. Very much into it. I'm actually curious. Has, any, has anyone ever seen this watch in person? Does anyone have this thing? Because, I don't know. I just feel like this would just be like an excellent contender. If you were looking to get a Seiko dive watch, you maybe already had a couple like, you know, SK experiences. You've maybe done the turtle thing. Maybe you've done the sumo thing. And you want to spend another three to 400 bones on something Seiko diver-ish. But you want, you want a different flavor. 
mm-hmm. this might be a great option, especially with the solar movement. I, I, I'm always a fan of that solar technology. You know what I mean? So yeah, accuracy plus minus 15 seconds a month. Fully charged. The V157 should last 10 months. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Actually, let me look at a picture of this 019 you were talking about. I think... That one's 320. If you if you decide to be, not not do the bracelet. I, I was going to say it's probably less expensive because the bracelet... Oh, that's so cool. The crown detailing is even blue on yep. this blue one. Oh, that's so cool. I might be in love. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so cool. Is the hand blue as well or the hand's white? Hand's white. That's okay. Actually, the hand being blue would be impossible to see it. Yeah. That's that's probably that was a that was a smart choice. Yeah, that's that's the great thing. Also, I just feel like like as we dissect some of these choices with some of these Seiko designs, we discover that they make sense. You know what yeah. I mean? That doesn't always happen when we're breaking down the design of a watch. You know, no. like like no, I under, I understand the thought process between like like between choosing this option and this option and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? So it's just it's 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 definitely pretty cool. So I I. Would recommend if someone was looking for a Seiko diver and you maybe wanted to depart from your SKXs, your Turtles, and I mean, like, like not, not saying anything's wrong with those watches. I mean, we've 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 had all all gamut of all those Seiko divers. You know what I mean? Turtles, Sumos, um, SKXs. I mean, you've had several SKXs. You still have one now, right? You still have your one seven five or zero? Yeah, one seven five. That's the one I have. The the yeah. uh, Pepsi one. Yeah. Pepsi. Yeah. Pep- Pepsi Cola, if you will. But yeah, no, that's uh, that's. This is a fun range of options for just, you know, different stuff that's still going to give you that really incredible Seiko reliability. I, I, I am still looking at listings of this Transocean. Uh, dang, dang, dang you, Michael. Gosh, gosh, dang you. <laughs> gosh, 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 dang it. Ugh. So, but I'm also looking at this solar one. This one's pretty cool. I, this one I'd want to see in person. I would, I would want to see how this polished sort of detailing translates, uh, to seeing the watch in person, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, of course. So we do have uh, uh, a couple minutes. Do we want to talk about that watch news? Super small, but just 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 to, just to mention it because we just brought it up. Or or should we talk about? Is there something else I should, I should close the show with? I think we should, we can save that for another time. Um, okay. We, oh, we Amazon. Also, yeah. <laughs> I, should, I, should talk about, I should I should explain Amazon. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, uh, if you guys remember the past couple episodes, we've talked about the Amazon affiliate links, which we've been uh, utilizing on the site. So basically, the link, the way those links work is you use those links to purchase anything on Amazon. It doesn't have to be what the product is linked for. And we essentially receive like a finder's fee from Amazon. You don't pay anything extra. You don't do anything extra. But it's just a really fun way that people, many people, kept asking us to use to support support the show. So apparently... The wording that we had used on the website to let people know that we were using affiliate links wasn't appropriate um, as per the Amazon affiliate agreement. So uh, our affiliate le- uh, account got closed. Yay! We got fired. We got fired! <laughs> Poppycock! Boulder Dash! Ugh, I'm running out of old-timey curses. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, So basically the, the, the reasoning was that we had understood is that our Amazon affiliate links was discontinued and closed against, uh, you know, without our permission, which is fine. They're totally at, at will to do that because it's their, it's, their, it's their platform. But the reasoning was that our wording on the website had indicated that we were incentivizing people to use the links. 
which yeah. I guess they sort of interpreted as um, an inauthentic, you know, user experience in that, like, um, there's some, not coer coercion, but, you know, like, uh, oh, you know, use these links so we can benefit from X, Y, and Z, blah, blah, blah. Apparently that's not allowed, which yeah. is odd to me because I've, I've, I've literally seen people do exactly that. But I mean, we were, we're a newer account, so maybe that's why uh, they're a bit more strict. So what um, I'm just saying that now in case you were trying to use the link and, you know, it doesn't work or anything like that, I'm going to go through and see if I can't um, reactivate our account and then change some of the wording and stuff like that. But just want to put notice out there for people who may have tried to use the link in the past few days and they just didn't work. You know, so, <laughs> but uh, we'll keep you guys updated on getting that reinstated just because I know it was important to a lot of folks because, uh, you know, and we, what's incredible is we had already seen people like using the link to make purchases and which was immediately just supporting the show, like from people doing what they normally do. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like money out of your pocket. It was you just making normal Amazon purchases and then the show is getting supported. So that was, that was just absolutely incredible you know, uh, to see. So Keep everyone updated. Um, I'll keep everyone updated on that. Um, and um, should I try and recap the show? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, I think it's a good time to recap. So, 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 basically, um, this was a fun episode. It was difficult to not curse, but not as hard as I expected. I, I, I expected to maybe get tripped up and drop a couple, drop a couple f bombs here and there, but otherwise, I think we made it out okay. We're not we, in the clear yet. Mind. That's true. Touche. That, that that is true. I tend to not breathe during the recaps, so I might not necessarily keep my keep my wits wits about me uh, as I go on. But um, otherwise, the yeah, the the overall theme of the show, the unsung heroes of Seiko divers, I think was really 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 fun topic. Um, we each had really really fun choices. Mike, you had chosen the Transocean. You had chosen the Arnie. You had also chosen the. Um, that really, really cool, what was it, SNE017 or the SNE109? Really, really yeah. fun um, uh, uh, solar piece that I, I guess we don't see too much, but if you see it and you think it's cool, jump on it. They seem to be affordable in price ranges. Uh, the picks that I had chosen were the SKZ209 uh, Seiko Atlas. I'm not calling it the other one because it's really weird. The SNZ F17, the Seiko Sea Urchin, and this one I just mentioned uh, now, SBDJ017, this really cool prospect solar piece um, that has a really just clean presentation, has the sumo bezel insert, really fun crown uh, crown detailing with this like nice fun pop of color. Um, but if you guys have any dive watches you think are, are unsung heroes of Seiko divers, let us know what's up. We'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and opinions because I can guarantee, like, I can guarantee, gosh dang, t that there were Seiko divers that still exist, which are great candidates, which we don't even know about, which we'll never learn about until someone tells us about them. <laughs> yeah, you know. So, um, so definitely let us know what's up. Let us know what you thought of our choices. Let us know if you have any particular choices that you think are better. Um, thank you again to everyone that's really been a part of sending us to Hong Kong. A lot of the heavy lifting logistically is taken care of in terms of travel and getting there. So now Michael and I are just figuring out itinerary. If you're going to be there or if you are a brand owner or brand representative for a micro brand or even a larger brand, I mean, honestly preferring, I guess, micro brands just because they'll be more inclined to be there in person as brand owners. Let us know what's up. We can coordinate hanging out. It would be incredible because Michael and I will be there making content. It's not like the feed is going to be quiet for seven or eight days because that's how long we're going. Um, 
really plan on doing a lot of really cool stuff. We're, we're, we're getting GoPros. We're getting everything situated. The YouTube channel will be up and running by then. Um, I, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn. You can tell me if I am, but we talked about the possibility of either recording an episode there or in place of a normal recording, doing something like live streaming and then recording that like together in the same room, right? Yeah, yeah. We just have to figure out the, the tech behind that, but I don't, I don't think that'll be too difficult. We're gonna record it on my phone in the middle of a rainstorm next to like <laughs> like, to like 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 a sheet a sheet metal factory next to a sheet metal factory sandwiched between slaughterhouses so we can get the best quality <laughs> video and the best quality audio that 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 seventy five dollars can buy. What do you think? Of course, yeah, that sounds. He's good. into it. He's in. We're, we're, <laughs> can't wait! Can't good. wait to edit it. <laughs> We're going to record. I'm going to leave Michael with the audio and video, and I'm going to go drink mimosas. That's the order of operations <laughs> that's going to happen, uh, you know, when we're there. But, you know, really appreciate everyone's that off, everyone that's offered advice for what to do there, what to look out for. Keep that stuff coming. It's all incredibly valuable. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba, I think. I think that's it. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, if we've made you laugh at all, uh, go ahead and check out our Patreon page. Uh, if you want to just get an idea of how we want to grow the show, Hong Kong is going to be such a huge step for growing the show. It's sort of our like little two-book watch knobs, make watch buying fun again sort of manifesto. Uh, a lot of really fun information there. Um, also, there are free episodes of a, another podcast that we do there, the Patreon specials. There's two right now. We're working on recording the third one, which is a fun sort of question and answer form. Um, definitely go and check that out. The content's free. You don't have to donate or whatever uh, uh, to access it. But if you're there and you do feel inclined to donate, the page does support that as well. But that is not, you know, please don't feel like you were obligated to do that. Just go and check it out. Just love when people read that page and then let us know, oh, I thought that was so cool. I love what you guys are doing, blah, blah, blah. Um, let me see what else. Uh, yeah, I think that's it, right? Am I forgetting anything? I think so. Um, I'm excited to, to see um, other watches that people will suggest after hearing this episode. Um, I'm down to see some, some yeah, weirdo tell, tell Seiko divers. <laughs> Totally let us know what's up. Really, really, really interested to see. And also, I mean, I, I, I think it's just an interesting opportunity because there's probably stuff that we just wouldn't ever find on the internet that just exists, you know? So, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see if I can find anything interesting when we're over there in, in Hong Kong for myself. So that'll be that'll be a lot of fun. Also, if you guys have suggestions for what watches we should bring to Hong Kong, let us know what's up. But uh, I think it's probably time looking at the clock right now. We're running a little bit over. Is it that sad... So that's sad time. It's okay. I'm sad. We'll talk again okay. soon. <laughs> no, we're never. You're never gonna talk to me ever again. We're gonna. We're gonna finish recording. You're gonna delete your track and you're gonna erase my phone number. I'm, I'm gonna go to Jeez. Hong Kong. Gonna go to Hong Kong just with my wife because because you've you finally wisened up that my presence is just displeasing, right? I don't know if you can tell, Michael, but I had no friends in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Friendless and alone. I feel so Me. sad hearing all of this now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be sad. It's cool. I wouldn't have turned out the way I turned out if I didn't. If I wasn't a, a you know fat kid alone in high school. That PE shirt is gigantic <laughs> on me. It's huge, huge. I'll, I'll bring it to Hong Kong so you can see me in it. Yeah, sounds Hashtag good. Hashtag two two cool dudes just comparing gym shirts. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> I'll let, you, I'll let you start the sound off. I'm sorry. I'm all, I'm all hopped up on lemonade. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. And this is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Book Watch Knobs. See you, Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy.